Hello and welcome to the Miraculous Being series. I'm your host and self-awareness coach Shweta Shivraman and this is a show where we discover, learn and implement lessons from others' life journeys, others who I believe epitomize the spirit of Miraculous, who live life to the fullest, who worked hard on themselves to reach where they are today and who are passionate in what they do. Our speaker today is Sanjay Budnani. Sanjay is a coffee lover, cyclist and a storyteller. For over 35 years, he has been telling stories as a CMO, head of corporate communications, marketing strategist, and storyteller for organizations, small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. He started his entrepreneurial journey at the age of 50. He co-founded an early startup in the digital payment space, a storytelling company, and a boutique full-service digital communications agency over the past eight years. Currently, he's building the first of its kind experiential storytelling and coaching company, Crow Tales Story Room. He has trained over 500 nonprofits in the art of storytelling for fundraising and made 10 short films which are released on YouTube that tell stories of real heroes. I am super excited to have him on the show. So let's get started. Hi, Sanjay. Thank you so much for taking time to be on the show. Welcome to the Miraculous Beings podcast. Uh, great to be here, you know, and it's uh, lovely to, you know, speak to your audience and also the kind of amazing work that uh, you're doing. The name itself is, I think, miraculous, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So great. I uh, love to be on your show out here and to share my story and my journey. Right. And uh, I think maybe we can start with that. I know I've heard bits of your story and I've been all inspired, but maybe you could catch up our listeners and just share your journey so far. Yeah. So thank you and, uh, you know, let me take you, uh, the journey starts actually, uh, uh, you know, right from the time I was uh, a child, actually. I mean, it goes back to that time where I, uh, my father was the biggest influence on me in terms of, he made me start to love books and stories. So he would get a lot of books So my house, if I remember, was all about books and huge amount of books all over the house and we had a very large book uh, cupboard and he would get me a lot of books a lot of story books a lot of history books a lot of encyclopedias and this made me uh, to get lost in the world of fantasy and stories and uh, 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 you know I would actually time travel to places as a child uh, and especially history I would actually time travel history and uh, I became the the top uh, topper in the in the board exams out here in in history because history is all about his story but i would get into that places i would actually analyze the things that i saw this history would keep on repeating itself so history is not just what is happening in the person but actually it was kind of i found a trace of repeating itself again and again and even now if i look at the world they say history repeats itself, right? It's again all over the world. We're seeing history is repeating itself in various stories that, because human stories are almost, uh, you know, they're always almost kind of common. There's some common thread in, that runs through it. So that's the time when I actually got fascinated by stories and storytelling. And then uh, in school, I started participating in elocutions. And uh, uh, one of the elocutions I remember, I was just called and, you know, said, uh, I was there in the auditorium sitting with the Hindi teacher in the class and the Hindi teacher said, you know, that we're going to have an elocution competition. So start, let's start. And uh, that's how I got into elocution that I happened to win that elocution contest. And 
uh, my love for communication started so stories was one part of my story uh, you know of my journey early journey communications became the other part of my journey where i would stand up and speak to audiences and i used to love that i would get lost in a kind of a zone the moment there was an audience most people get scared when they see and as a child when you see 500 other students in front of you mostly you would get scared and i did also did in the initial days or times but then i started loving to stand up and speak and that's where my love for communication started and that's how my career happened in sales in marketing and almost when i put in 20 plus years in marketing 30 years i think so uh, in the corporate world i worked on brands i worked on the agency side i worked on organization side having done all that i arrived at something somewhere and something happened during the time when i turned 50 and that i think so was a kind of a turning point of my life or turning point of my career and what the turning point was i'll tell you i was in a comfortable job uh i had a good pay scale i was respected in the organization so everything was going right for me absolutely but i felt absolutely uncomfortable because i felt i was in some kind of a absolute comfort zone i knew the place so well i knew the my job so well i knew this is what i need to do this is what i this is my corner cabin i have this cabin out here i go here every day so it it was that kind of a you know a, a kind of a comfort zone but having all that i started feeling that you know i was absolutely uncomfortable inside uh you know every year had looked the same so you know there's a story that we tell ourselves that once you reach here you are done you know i, I mean you get this when you're in school or in college that when you pass your school and you score good grades yeah you'll get into the best college and when you in the college it over we score the top and then you get into a good job or you start your own business or whatever you're doing and uh, when you're in the corporate world for example you have this again those what is called as the bell curve and that bell curve is there is you either top or you are uh, you know uh, average or you are absolutely thrown out from the place and this continues every year we have everybody struggling for the same promotions every every year you go through your kra sheets you go through your you know the normal routine of life and uh then then you then you then there's another race that starts which says you know you need to buy stuff to show people that you have reached and arrived and success is defined right how much money you have in the bank is one definition of success uh the other definition of the success would be that what is the kind of power that you hold uh what is the kind of fame that you hold what's the kind of position that you hold the designation that you have so every year you are just running after it but at the end of it it's like running on a treadmill but the treadmill doesn't go anywhere right you're running you think you're going somewhere but it is at the same place so i am that 50 i felt you know i have kept on running but i have not gone anywhere it's just the same place it's again the next you know the part of the treadmill that's the time when i actually questioned myself hard and i said you know this is not there's something that's not right and the story that we have told ourselves that this is what it is and that's also called the rat race where you're stuck into it continue that kind of lifestyle and said you know you retire and then be happy that's what people used to tell me you know 10 years to go to retirement just we you know wait for 10 more years and then you can live your life so by the time do i know that you know i'll be in a position or the health to be able to live uh, you know nobody knows when is the time to go right so he said if i don't do something now i will never do it and that's the time when i jump from the corporate world everybody said you're crazy the recruiter friend said you'll not find a job 
uh, you know, you, you're crazy. After 50, uh, people don't find jobs and you're getting out at this time. The market is bad. Bad, somebody's told me that, you know, it's not good. It's not easy. Then one of my uh, persons who's been my mentor, uh, my bosses for a long time, he said, you know, you're a corporate guy. Uh, I don't think so. This business and all this stuff, being an entrepreneur is meant for you. Uh, so don't do it. But I said, no, I want to, you know, experience what it means to be on the other side. And I don't want to die with my song in my heart. I don't want to die with all my dreams inside me. Uh, and so that's the time I actually jumped uh, very crazily, not listening to anybody. Yeah, and the paycheck stopped. And that's the biggest fear that you have that, you know, your paycheck is going to stop. Money is going to stop from next month. It actually stopped, you know, because you're used to a paycheck coming inside and then you suddenly, you know, uh, you, that stops and that's the biggest fear. The second fear that hits you is where do you go in the morning? Because you're used to going to a place. That's your identity. It's almost what you have built for yourself. And, and now when I look back, it's eight years since the time I actually moved. Uh, I, I did a, I co-founded a startup. I uh, done three different businesses. Uh, I have written and published two books. I started cycling, I cycled places, journeys, uh, you know, I became a cyclist, uh, uh, I traveled places, I met some amazing people, uh, I have made 10 short films, uh, uh, you know, documentary films uh, during the lockdown, uh, when it was deep lockdown, uh, and now also, if I really look at it, the place that I'm sitting in is called the Story Room. And this is where I do a lot of uh, experiential storytelling and I get people uh, and work on stories with them. So I'm actually living a dream life. I'm living an amazing life from waiting for paychecks. Now I paychecks. Uh, so that's the, 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 the shift that has happened and they're waiting for retirement. Now that word retirement doesn't exist in my dictionary. I don't have a word kind of retire. Um, and I have found that life happens on the other side of fear. Uh, that fear is something that, you know, tells us that, uh, you know, don't move, uh, you know, what will happen? The future looks uncertain, but I actually figured out that finally we all die, right? So what's more uncertain than, you know, the fact that you're going to die, but why not to live every moment that you're alive? I think I just figured out that very simple, it's a basics. I think it's absolute common sense. We know it inside of us. Uh, look at a child, the child knows it. I was a child, when I was a child, I knew it, that what is freedom, what is expression mean, expressing myself. I would do what I love to do, right? I don't uh, seek approvals from anyone as a child. I mean, that's a natural. And then here you have something which comes as, you know, you cannot do this because you are so-and-so. Uh, this is not supposed to be done. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. And then you start, you know, diminishing and diminishing. And you become a part of what yourself and you stop your, you stop dreaming. And the day you stop dreaming, you die. That's what I tell, you know, I tell people that don't stop dreaming. Because that's your only sign that your heart is beating. Otherwise, a straight line is a sign that, you know, that you, you know, if you're in the comfort zone and a straight line, a straight line on the monitor is a sign of death. So before you're buried, you're dead. You know, so you will get buried someday, but you might die much earlier than you get buried. And so the question that I ask everybody, are you, are you when you wake up in the morning? I ask myself this question, forget anybody else. I say, you know, when I wake up, the only question I ask myself is, how do I feel today? 
if there is not joy in my you know my getting up in the morning and trying to get up and i i the second question i ask is how can i make a difference in the world today so i ask these two questions when i get up in the morning uh, and this is the thing that keeps me driving all the time and i think that's what uh, that's, so if, if you look at me this is one part of my story um, uh, somebody who loved to tell stories somebody who got in the corporate world work for brands for companies for i mean i've seen the agency side i've done all that the corporate the corporate side and then at the age of 50 i just took a switch and turned uh, completely to discovering and living my own life at my own terms uh, and removing the word retire from my dictionary i think this this was my one turning point uh, in my life uh, to answer your question yeah so beautiful i think uh, you lived up to the word of storyteller right like uh... I had goosebumps as I heard your story, and it was uh, so powerful. And the first thing that probably struck me was you—you you know how you said that uh, the fact that you were feeling comfortable uh, was what uh, prompted you that to change tracks when you were fifty, right? And I want to just delve a little deeper on that because usually that comfort is what we are seeking for, right? That security, that assurance that yes, everything is going on track and things are predictable, dependable, reliable. You know, most of us in a you know society we are raised to value all of those things, right? And you had all of those things when you were fifty and leading a comfortable life, but that prompted a change in you. So, what was missing? What really triggered that? Even in that comfort, you felt something was not right. I think I just uh, mentioned that is that it's when you wake up in the morning and you don't feel that joy. Um, it's it's that you know I don't think so. Even a day of being alive uh, without joy is, you know, you've got all these very false concepts. It's a false narrative that's told. I mean, this is what I figured out with time. Perhaps it happens with time that you figure this out. Some people figure it out early. Some people take time, and some people never figure this out. that there is nothing called you know safety i mean this this word safe if life itself is unsafe i mean how can you expect certainty when your life is uncertain i mean that's the false narrative that we hold that there is something called certainty uh in life and life is going to be a flux it is going to be challenges it is going to keep on changing now people are losing their jobs uh so they say jobs are safe i say okay uh, look around Uh, where do you think is the job are safe you know so i mean there is no such thing like safety when you're alive what is really true is what i figured out is life is a story and you are the storyteller of your own life you can make it the most adventurous story that you tell or you can make it the most boring film that you have ever created you know it's your choice like what you are doing right now is not many people will get out and start doing what you are doing but you are actually enjoying in the process of expressing yourself you are expressing i think people need to just express themselves we're so bogged down by the expectations of others and what will others think and that we want to compete with the neighbor and that we want to show off uh, to others that we create our own you know kind of uh, this is not okay kind of thing and advertising is doing us big disservice and now i come from a marketing background and from this i say thing that advertising starts telling us you are not okay you are not okay the way you are you are fat you are thin you are this you are that and you need to change and you 
your your bald so you need to do a hair transplant and you uh, you gray so you need to color your hair black and you need to look like it's all these things which are saying constantly to you are not okay but i think the first thing that we need to do is to say that you know i love myself the way i am and this is who i am take take me as i am if you don't want to take me the way i am it's okay it's your i am not i'm not living for you this is my life so i think when i figured that piece out you know that, that somewhere it struck me that you know how much of falsehood we have created in our own lives of uh, creating and we think that we are living our life but we are actually not we are living what the society expects us first our parents teachers then our bosses then what everybody else said i mean where is that the child in you that was expressive that didn't care you danced when you wanted to you sang when you wanted to you jumped in the rains when you wanted to you could just do what you wanted to when I mean, you lived your life and then we say you know somewhere down the line we have lost this whole ability to dream and to actually live our life uh, on our own terms so i think that 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 comes to you when you start getting up in the morning if you ask me about specifically you will start feeling it inside you you don't want to get out there but you are going there because you got a paycheck now you are in a bond people take home loans i tell people think before you take your home loans because once you're out there and once you have to pay your emis you are you are now stuck for the next 20 years or 30 years you have to pay that emi no matter what so you have you to get that pay, paycheck you you have to you work for a paycheck then you dot working for you know what you love to do you starting to do and there's nothing wrong i don't tell people you don't take a buy a house but that's not the priority priority is to find yourself and to live uh, from that place where uh, you want to get up in the morning and get out and you know it doesn't look like work or what you're doing it looks like something you love to do so you just enjoy like if you had to do a podcast and you said okay come 9 9 pm in the night or 10 pm in the night or a saturday evening you would love you'd be enjoy that if there's a person on the other side who could give you a good story you would say okay great i mean i'm okay absolutely i think that's what we need from life i mean why the hell do you want to live a life which is tied to you know things which are not you i mean i i just sometimes want to shake up people literally <laughs> maybe it's taken me time to get it but now that i have got it i want to tell as many people that you know just go out there and live and there's nothing to be afraid of finally you're going to die be certain of that if that's certain then what's what's worse that can happen to you getting yeah i think um, my journey also was part of, partly started in the corporate right and uh, the question that triggered my journey in, in terms of moving towards creating being miraculous also was when i started asking myself every day in the morning is this it is this really it you know like uh, am i really going to just keep doing this for the rest of my life at 25 and something clicked saying that no maybe not and uh, you know a lot of what we do in being miraculous is also exactly what you're saying right how can you make everyday extraordinary right how can you make the ordinary extraordinary not just like live that life after that retirement or live that life after you've achieved xyz in terms of wealth fame power whatever is the society's definition and uh, there's this interesting thing that i read where they say that you know society was essentially formed to ensure survival of the gene right survival of the species so they are wired for survival right and if we really want to thrive then probably sticking to the norms of society won't really help us it can help us survive because we will you know live long enough reproduce enough live secure enough be safe but where is the life in that right 
yeah and the end of it uh, you still die so i mean i tell everybody that being as safe as you want you cannot be safe because uh, that's it so life should not like in that movie there is that you know this rajesh kanna ka this one movie you know, life is not about long it is how you live your life yeah it is the depth of life that matters uh, that you know are you alive i mean you are living and breathing doesn't mean you are alive you are breathing is your heart beating and are you listening to your heart because your heart is there it's beating it's telling you something and you, you and some you you've learned our absolute ways to you know disguise that or you know put it behind uh what we call is thank god it is friday so the weekends become our we start living on weekends we start living for the vacation so let next vacation you know when is the next vacation when is the weekend Fridays, everybody is happy in the afternoon. Uh, what happens to people, uh, you know, all the other times? What happens to them all the other time? You know, I mean, why not be happy every day? Why does you have to? Why can't you say, you know, thank God it's Monday? And there's a statistics I read somewhere is that the maximum heart attacks happen on Monday mornings, early mornings. Yeah. I don't know if there's any coincidence or whatever, but. Uh, we also know from all the studies the hr studies that have done people studies that have been done that you know 70% of the people are not happy at the places that they work in so if that's the data that's telling you that why the hell are you working i mean what are you trying to do and then if you uh, if you're going to wait to till you retire and i've seen people they, they're absolutely okay with that and it's okay you know some people uh, want to live that and at least i figured out that that's not the kind of life uh, that i wanted to uh, live and that's that's why i took up what i did and i did some crazy stuff uh, but that's it i mean i have actually uh, the one thing which i say is die empty which means that whatever you have got just do it including for example i wanted to sleep next to a waterfall under the open sky in the rains and i did that so i actually went and camped outside of you know a waterfall in the rains heavy monsoons and i said oh this is this is life i want to experience this i wanted to see the planets so i got bought myself a very expensive telescope to have just you know uh, take a glimpse of all the planets so make your bucket list as i call whatever you want to do and then be ready to die empty anytime you know so you do what you just take it and just uh, live and uh, so it might sound sound like a reckless life uh, that I'm, I'm but it's not reckless life it's not reckless it is actually being alive if you look at nature just go in nature the nature is designed to be alive uh, it's aligned to be what itself but you know a tree that is short doesn't want to become somebody else but here everybody is trying to be like somebody else you know we are always trying to look at what that person has achieved and if that person has achieved more like everybody wants a unicorn you know you cannot how many percent of people so this shark tank starts and everybody starts thinking okay it's about making those millions but what about that one freelancer sitting in one point of the place she's earning enough to put money and food on the table and she's happy doing what she is and she's running a profitable independent one person business you know who what about such people there are thousands of them not everybody is designed to become a unicorn not everybody is designed to raise billions there are so many small businesses all over who are actually profitable doing what they love and feeding their families i think that's what we need to celebrate i think we're celebrating the wrong uh, things 
Yeah, but what you said, right, that the peer pressure is real, right? Uh, so when I moved out of the corporate at 25 also, right, I was looked down as saying that, you know, I'm just leaving money on the table and, you know, uh, you're going to come back to your senses in two years, you'll travel for two years, you'll come back and you'll find your way back here. And there's a lot of peer pressure in terms of, though you know your reasons as to why you're making the decision. There's always that comparative pressure. And I think in today's generation, it's much more, right? You have social media, LinkedIn updates coming in every two seconds about promotions and, uh, you know, pay cuts and, you know, all your unicorns and press releases coming in. How would you, you know, tell listeners who are probably in that stage where they are deciding they've not yet made that leap or that, you know, they know what probably in their heart what they should do. What would your advice be in terms of managing this opposition or this naysayers or just the pressure to... Uh, aligned to society's standards? So, uh, you know, I, I, what I would say is everybody has to discover their own life and everybody has their own journey. Like I took my time to journey where I figured it out at the age of, you know, it took me, it's not that the early part of my life, I did not really uh, do what I loved. I always was in marketing, but I became so absolutely, uh, you know, crazy at one part of time that I got into a comfort zone kind of you know, feeling. You got in very early, you, you know, at, at whatever your age is, you have decided, you know, that you need to follow your dreams. My son who started with, he started with the dream. He didn't do what his friends wanted to do. Uh, he, he wanted to become a fashion photographer. And uh, so he had no experience of being a fashion photographer. He had no training to be a fashion photographer, but he loved photography. First two years, this guy puts in money from his pocket to learn. I mean. He would book studios uh, himself. He would pay them. He would get the models and do what is called as collaboration shoots. Uh, and he would work for people free of cost. So first two years, I saw him struggle with literally doing absolutely. But he was loving what he was doing. And then came in the opportunity, for example, to do a wedding shoot. I'm telling you because it's a real example, not theory. And mm -hmm. something that I've seen, I've learned from my son. And he was 21. Uh, I think so. And uh, so somebody, uh, the fashion came in wedding uh, shoots. There was big money in wedding shoots. Uh, he did try, but he absolutely did not love it. And he very quickly decided, this is not for me. This is not what I want to do in life. And even if it was paying him money, he said, I don't want to do this. And I used to ask him, why don't you do it? You know, you start a different business line. He said, no, dad, you don't understand what I want to do in life, I'm absolutely clear. I want to do this. This is what I love to do. And it took him time. But now he's worked with some of the best celebrities. Uh, he's done some of the national and international models. Uh, his work has been featured in magazines. His calendar is today book. He's 28. But it took him time. But what he did was, I think everybody has a gift that you have. I think the only reason why we exist is to express that gift into the world. That's the only reason why a tree is there out there to express itself, what it has got inside to put it outside in the world. And this, my son understood that, this is his expression. <clears throat> he starts when he does his shoots, sometimes early in the morning, he never, he comes back late in the nights. And the point is, he enjoys that day. He enjoys the day when he's shooting. It doesn't matter to him whether it's a Saturday or a Sunday or, you know, where he's called. He can actually get up, pack his bag and he, because there's a lot to do what he's doing. But one thing he's decided that he will be so good at what he does 
that his whole thing is that this is my art this is my art i need to make it so good so good that he never compromises that that was his differentiator that got him that word of mouth that got him people so i tell people see if you are loving what you do you have found your expression of what really makes you come alive that's your gift and if you get too good at your gift and you are in that giving mode like the first 2 3 years he was absolutely you know learning mode he was learning and learning and he, he didn't go through a formal school to learn this the point is if you are like this this is the kind of thing you are doing there is no way that you know that whatever has to come to you will come to you there is no way absolutely take it from me but if you are going to be in the survival mode you will be hit and hit and hit again because you are not expressing yourself if you are not expressing yourself you cannot you cannot you know be absolutely great at what you are doing your expression will come from what you love i am an expressive i am a storyteller i love to tell brand stories i love to tell people stories i love to tell stories i mean this has been my something which i love to do always and uh, so so i say tell people is it's very simple find out what makes you come alive and be so damn good at it to give to the world and don't make it transactional the other problem that we have is we make it transactional ki isme se business kitna aayega isme se paisa kitna aayega isme we are already getting into the transaction thinking but if this my son wanted to you know he was expressive and his work was his piece of art the world saw it they saw the value in it and the people were then willing to pay him for it and his art spread by word of mouth he did no marketing he just put it out on instagram he just put out the work that he did and people started following him and you know uh, stride blue so i this is as simple as this it's a law of nature each one of us has a unique gift it's given look at it whatever that gift is and how do you find that out keep on doing different things try out figure out don't become so stuck ki you know everybody is doing this i will do this try it out your initial years of your life are the best times when you have the support of your parents try it out at that time try out dabble your hands in different thing don't play safe don't get into safety of a job and say this is that's the time when you want to try and express and learn and pick up and you will find something that makes you come alive and once you know that become so good at it because that's something which you're giving like a gift into the world and that expression is stand out be different you know and just put your art out of the world you should be missed the day you are not there i think the whole thing is about not getting mixed uh, missed uh, you know in the world so i saw this uh, uh, you know this guy who was one day i saw this cop who was dancing at uh, uh, in pune i saw him he was dancing at the signal and this guy and nobody needs to dance in the signal i mean nobody is given in that as a kra <laughs> you were dancing and you know that uh, you must have seen such youtube videos uh, of such people and the question i asked you know what the hell why is he doing this you know this is not a kra nobody told him to do this but this guy is absolutely in the morning he's full of energy and he's doing all these moves and 
everybody is so happy he makes every every you know motorist absolutely happy in the morning the day he is not there in the signal he will be missed by the motorists who are walked on going on that road there is the sweeper i met again while on the morning walk and he would just turn around and very genuinely tell you he tells you know good morning and he doesn't know me he saw that he's from my building i had gone to some other city and this guy saw this guy was sweeping so it's, it's not about what job you are doing are you so alive and so you know bringing yourself out and in love with what you are doing that you are expressing yourself you know he will be missed let's not scare it's not defined koi koi usko bataya nahi ki you are supposed to tell good morning to people who are walking on the street they're not going to pay you right but he does that i think these are the gifts that you have and become expressive take it to the world yeah why the hell do you live otherwise i mean Yeah. If there's not joy in your in your day, and the, if you don't bring joy into the world in some way or the other, right, right, so powerful, right? So figure out what makes you come alive, give your heart and soul into it, into finding that expression, and don't make it transactional. Absolutely, and it will come to you. It will come back. Take it from me. I mean, I tell anybody to challenge me on this one. I have learned it has come back. I mean, from my life, I figured it out that it does come back. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it will hundred percent if you are expressing yourself in the right way, uh, and that's your expression. And don't in this whole process, don't look at others. I mean, don't look at somebody else and say, "Uske paas itna hai, mere." Doesn't matter, yeah. I mean, just enjoy. You are enjoying your life. It's not about the money in the bank, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you need money to survive. I need money to do business, but money is an expression of your. Giving into the world, people will pay you for what you give, right? And not for survival. Yeah, I think in this world of social media, wearing those blinders and walking is even more critical, right? Like just have those blinkers on and just keep walking your path. Yeah, yeah. You keep your blinkers on, but you know, observe the things are changing also. So the other thing that you need to do is be flexible. Mm-hmm. flexible to the extent that not that you uh, you know you you give up your dreams on your flex, uh, to survive kind of thing i'm not talking of that flexible but things are changing in the world the way we work is changing in the world yeah you know today people are more open to you know let, let people work from anywhere in the world post the covid because that trust factor has come that's why that entire freelance economy or what you call as a one person business has taken off people like podcasters YouTubers, content creators, you know, people who can contribute, uh, you know, different things into the world. They are finding their expression, and social is providing that. And this is going to keep on changing. Different things are going to emerge. So also keep on observing what is going on, and then learning from your observation. Never learning should never stop. I spend a lot of time learning even today. I have never stopped learning. I mean, I don't say that you know I know everything. I'm a still a learner. I still am a student who's trying to figure out things every day. You know, so I, I every day morning I'm open to learn uh, in the morning. So I'm always learning. So that's another thing that you need to do. Always keep on learning. Right, right. So keep on your path, but be adaptable and flexible to how the world is changing as well Absolutely. around you. And never stop learning. Never stop. That that's a process. That's always. It's an ongoing thing. It's again. beaten down everybody knows this ye hai uh, 
but today it's so easy to learn right you don't have to learn from uh doing a course and all that but you can learn from so many sources of today so much options are there for you to learn but keep yourself absolutely and that's one of the other story i don't know whether i should be sharing that story is about my health transformation yeah i was just going to come to that yeah so let me get to that that another story which is a one where i actually you know transform so from being fat from being sick from being somebody who was obese um and it's not about obesity it's not about being you know bad it's i don't think so that's uh but actually being unhealthy as what i would say somebody who discovered that first first time i discovered diabetes was more than 10 years back that i mean suddenly i do a report and i have, i knew that something can go wrong because i was absolutely overweight and i discovered i had diabetes and then i was overweight and i had huge amount of multiple health issues coming up in my life and i was in my 40s and one day i decided this cannot continue and i want to take charge of my life so what did i do was simply do a lot of research because i said this is not something that i want to solve with medicines i don't want to get hooked on to medicines for life uh, and get into going to visiting doctors because i need to take charge of my own health nobody else is responsible for your health you are responsible uh, for your own health and uh, you know if there are lifestyle diseases that we talk about people are catching lifestyle diseases at very early age I mean, you land up with all the lifestyles because your lifestyle has gone wrong. The stresses are happening, right? Every day we are running under stress. It's the first thing which is wrong. Then we are eating junk, which is again the second thing which is going wrong. Your body can tolerate till a particular time, and after that, and let me warn people who are watching this, who are twenty-five and thirties, and who say that, oh, not for me, you know, this is something which I'll get when I will get there. Uh, it's not that people are getting it much early today. and uh, you know body will tolerate till a particular point of time but it will break down at a particular point of time and if you are in that space when it you know becomes that late money is not going to help you uh you cannot do anything in life if you don't have health right you cannot even sit and do a podcast or you can't run a business or you can't express yourself if you are sick so you need to take care of the second piece that i tell people is take charge of your health don't outsource your health and it is very doable it's very doable as you're looking at your career and life a important part of what matters is your health so why not also see that this see what really matters we have absolutely nobody is teaching us that nobody is teaching us those skills that are really matter in life relationships uh, uh health uh you know uh, your own passions living your own life with the the passions that you have inside of you nobody is talking about all that you're learning all the stuff which is absolutely you know and then you go and mess up your life and then you land up with doctors and you let them with medicines i also did that and then from there i took charge of it and for 10 years over 10 years i put my diabetes under remission then again i had a stressful event in life again i saw the diabetes come back uh about what your one year back again i had become obese because of absolutely neglecting my health and i took charge again and this time in the last 5 months i lost 17 kg of weight that's one part of it but it's not about weight loss it is about the fact that i also was able to reverse my diabetes i was also able to you know find a lot of energy and come back absolutely very energized so i could see that you know i did my own research 
I did my own study and then I followed this path. I created a system and a process. So I figured out something about health that I want to tell people. It is not about willpower. If people think it is about diet and you know all that and about willpower and you know how willpower can I you know avoid this thing. It's not about willpower. It's about a system. It's about creating a system. So once you do your research, whatever that works for you, once you figure that out, create a system. This is my system. I morning I eat this, afternoon I eat this, evening I eat this. I actually created a system which was absolutely day in and day out, every day doing the same thing. It's like going to the gym. The first day you go, you don't see any change. You go and pick up weights, you don't find any change. Second day you go, you don't find any change. Third day, nothing. Three days, nothing. One week, nothing. Two weeks, nothing. One month, something starts showing up. And maybe two months down the line, you start feeling something. And then the body starts taking shape. Change is happening. But that small change every day that you did was not telling you anything. So every day that process that you have created needs to be lived every day. So first thing that I figured out on this wellness journey is it's not about willpower. It is about a system. Create that system that will you can sustain. Second thing I figured out was don't take up some targets which are absolutely unachievable. The moment you take up, you know, I'm going to lose. If I started with, you know, I want to lose 25 kgs, for example. And the first week I found there was no movement on my weight scale, I would give up. So I didn't start with that. I didn't have those kind of, if I started cycling and said, I want to do 50 kilometers. I didn't start with 50 kilometers. I started with three kilometers. I started with a very basic cycle. And then I did from three to 10, 10 to 15, 10 to 25, 25 to 50, 50 to 100. It went on like that. So don't take up goals, something which are impossible. Second, Third is don't look at like what I told in life. Don't compare yourself with anybody else. My body is my body, right? I can't compare myself to a Milan Soman, right? Might be we are both the same ages, but Milan Soman's fitness and my fitness is different, right? I can't be comparing myself to him and start looking at him. My God, I cannot do so many push-ups like he can do. And then I start feeling down and then I say, I give up. I can't do it. So don't compare with anybody else. You might break your body. By trying to compare and trying to do something, you know, super kind of uh, thing. Uh, the fourth uh, thing is make it fun. Wellness cannot be boring, right? Though I said there's a process and every day I eat. But when I cycle, for example, I cycle in style. If you go and check my Instagram and my pictures, this was a thing which was told to me by one of my coaches who said, you know, boss, if you're getting in cycling, now if you want to really enjoy it, do it in style. So get the best you know, helmets, the gloves, the cycling gear and the glasses and you dress up when you get out. So you want to get out in the morning. I want to get out. In, so I, you feel like doing it because you're doing it in style. Um, and uh, the, the, the other thing that I actually got was that, you know, uh, invest in your health, invest. So I've invested in my health and that investment includes a, a very good cycle. I mean, I started with a basic cycle, but when I really got enjoying cycling, I really invest. We, we spend on mobile phones. Why can't we spend on our health? You know, so why can't I invest in a cycle? This again was told to me by a coach that, you know, if you're investing in a mobile phone, what stops you from investing in your health? So, so invest in your health. It's, it's important because that's going to take you far. So this was the basics. Then I used other two things which were important for me, which is the mindset, as I call it. And the mindset part 
I use technology a lot in my transformation journey. So I've used tech as a very important part of my health and wellness journey. So what do I mean by using technology? Because technology tells you your, you know, how you are moving, what is actually happening today. For example, I have a CGM installed out here. You can see it out here, right? It's my CGM. It's telling me my blood glucose movements. And I have got an app on this. I use the ultra human app. I've written about this in my LinkedIn post about the different techs that I use. I actually start measuring. It's measuring and telling me 24 seven how my blood glucose is moving. It's giving me information that I can use. And it tells me this food works for me. This food doesn't work. Though it's a protocol is there. I need to now personalize myself, my journey of wellness. So I have my Garmin. It's telling me my sleep time. It's telling me my heart rate. It's telling me all that. I pull it into my app. So I have used, I've created a support structure with the use of tech, which tells me how my body is reacting. So if my stress levels go up, I can actually see, is it impacting my heart rate? Is it impacting my sleep? If, is it impacting, uh, you know, my blood glucose? And once I know all this, I know what I'm supposed to do. So I think this is the important part. And the other thing that people need to get on the wellness journey is body is not parts. You know, we think that, you know, these are parts, you know, heart is a different part. This is a body is one. It's not parts. It is if one part heals, the whole heals. If you take out junk from your life and lifestyle, it's going to heal your whole body. The second piece that you need to get is your mind and body is not different. If your mind is stressed, your body is going to undergo stress no matter what. So you, if you have to be on this wellness journey, your mind and body needs to be synced. You need to have this both under, so your meditation becomes for me, it's an important part of how I start my journey. My gratitude journal is important for me. My meditation is important for me. My morning reflection practice that I do every day is an important part of this journey because this is integrated. It's not different. So these are various things and I've also then started sharing this with people and people have really liked what I've shared because I share very honestly and I share very freely with everybody what you can do and how you can transform your wellness journey on my YouTube channel. So people go and check it out there. I put out everything that I do in my day and I don't say that everybody needs to follow what I do. But I tell everyone simply that wellness is a choice. It is something that you have to take responsibility for. Don't wait for, you know, outsource it to somebody else. Nobody else is bothered about your health. You cannot outsource your health. And I also tell people that graceful aging is a right. You need to age gracefully. Uh, so these are few things that this was my wellness uh, journey. Now in the wellness journey, I'm spreading this message to as many people as I can that, you know, you, you have a choice to live a healthy and um, a very absolutely vibrant life. Yeah, so, so beautiful. And I think the two things I'm taking away is that one, you cannot outsource your wellness and two, you can make it fun, right? I think we take it so seriously, uh, especially the whole thought of diet and nutrition. I mean, uh, you're like, you know, weighing your grams and everything like that. And we take it so seriously oh, that no. it's no fun at all. You know, like... Uh, we make it fun. Uh, I'll tell you what, one more thing that happens. The other day, yesterday, just two days back, I was, I went to a, uh, uh, you know, I went out to eat. And then I had a South Indian meal, an authentic South Indian meal at this restaurant. And uh, which was also having the white rice, which actually on the health side, 
friends hmm. said you don't have it correct but i had it and i had it with absolute joy and i came back and i didn't have any guilt trips because i'm running a marathon i'm not doing a sprint this is for life right if yeah. i sometimes go off syllabus it doesn't mean that i get off my track i can come back on track the problem with people happens is that they get into guilt trips about you know are i eat in this now what the hell and yeah. after some time they tell themselves that you know i can't do this yeah and guilt and shame take a bigger toll on your psyche absolutely and so that is not so you, you need to actually look at it that this is a marathon and not a sprint it is not about a few days not about a few weeks this is the way you want to live your life yeah you live your life healthy that means it's very simple right clean eating is simple and logical clean eating that's it i mean keep that much in mind i'm going to do clean eating yeah. and yeah sometimes i will skip sometimes i go out i'll party sometimes you know something will happen that's okay you're not you're not going to make it make it like are what the hell the world has fallen down and you know then you give up correct two days the wing scale doesn't move people start giving up you know sir yeah wing scale mein kuch fark nahi pad raha that said it, you know this is your lifetime and let me tell you your body is going to appreciate and do what it needs your body is the most miraculous healing machine yeah. it will rework and repair and do what it needs to do if you sustain this this thinking that you know it is possible it can do miracles but uh, after that believe that it will work and don't don't treat it like a sprint it's a marathon right and and that's a powerful message right because i think as a generation today we uh, you know seek instant gratification right 10 minute deliveries 30 minute turnarounds and you know likes and feedback immediately everything we seek is immediate right so that expectation uh to actually run that marathon is not at all there right it's it's always sprints like you know yeah how... absolutely absolutely so let me tell you another story which is about on uh, my linkedin journey mm-hmm. linkedin now uh, you know i started this year last year when i started writing on linkedin i had 3000 people following and i saw about numbers i'm talking about i'm trying to talk about the philosophy yeah i kept on writing every day and i fell in love with writing because i'm a storyteller anyway so i love to write i love to you know write i never fancied myself that i was a great writer or something right and it clicked with people people would pick up things because i was sharing from the heart and i was absolutely transparent in what i was sharing and uh, people started liking it and today i have 20000 people who actually almost 20000 i'll just be reaching it in a day or so i should cross that 20000 number the point is i was writing every day and i was not bothering about whether it was getting likes or whether it was not getting likes or anything i was just writing as an expression of giving as something that i love to do and whenever i write i figure out i you know it help it forces me to learn about things like i tell when i tell a story the story changes me first before it does anything in the world because when i talk to a person and i pick up a story it changes me first so i have learned so much from stories so i i think it became of this everything whether whether it's health or whether it is if i have to do this 60 pushups every day it's simple i started with 10 pushups and i did it every day and every day and every day and every day then i went to 20 pushups i did every day every day it's as you know i keep on doing it if i have to write i just till it becomes so much a part of me that today i don't have to think about writing it takes me i mean it's natural for me to now today sit and write yeah morning and people ask me where do you get the time and you're running a business and you're doing this and you're writing do you get the time to do this i said oh man i don't even think like that 
I do what I love to do. I love to do this, so I'm doing it. So it applies everywhere. That you know, you need to have this thinking of a marathon. Don't think about your life as a sprint. Keep it's good. You know, it's three days or ten days. Whether it's a health, whether it's a business, whether it is your career, or whether it is whatever you're doing, think of it as a marathon. Yeah. That help you. Um, these are uh, coming from my own experiences. Right. Right. The other day, I read this line somewhere saying, "Think in decades, uh, not in days." Right, and we are so used to immediate things that if we actually look at it from a little bit of a perspective of thinking of a decade, suddenly that urgency is different. Right, you want to consistently show up every single day, and it's not about whether you know you're able to do I don't know seventy-five minutes of running. It's about can you do ten minutes of running, but do it every single day. Right? Absolutely, absolutely, it's the consistency that matters. in everything wellness i've absolutely figured it out and i can challenge anybody who tells me that this doesn't work and one day i'll go and do a lot of gymming and then i'll you know but the whole week i'm it's not going to be like that it's always going to be do the small stuff keep on doing it consistently yeah and it works finally it works you create a system will power will never work i'll tell you that i'll challenge anybody who tells me will power works it yeah. is not will power it's a system that you create This is the system. The system is what is going to work. Whether it is your wellness, whether it's your business, whether it's your career, you need to create some things that you will do daily, daily, and daily. You just keep on doing it. That's what the best of the sports people do. They practice every day, every day, every day uh, before they play the game. So uh, I think it applies to life. I mean, it applies to anything that you do. Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you so much. I think I've learned so much from this conversation. Are you ready for the rapid fire? Go ahead. Let me see if I can answer. I will answer. Right. So no thinking. Whatever comes to your mind first, right? Uh, morning person or night person? Uh, I am a morning person. Okay. Books, podcasts, or movies? Books any day. Okay, uh, top three books that changed your life. Uh, the Art of Possibility, The Greatest Salesman in the World, and The Four Agreements. Hmm. Don Miguel Ruiz. Okay. All right. And uh, if you had to say non-negotiables in your routine, how many were they? Are what are things that you just cannot miss? So what I cannot miss is uh, my morning meditation. It's it's a part of me. I just cannot miss it. I cannot miss my uh, weekend cycling. Um, that's something that I just have to get out and do it. Uh, and uh, the third thing is, uh, you know, writing or storytelling. Three things. So storytelling is something which I just enjoy. I mean, it's something which is an expression that I have to put out in the world, uh, whether it's for brands, for people, for my clients for whatever so storytelling is the third thing for me yeah wow okay one lesson you wish you knew when you were younger uh the one lesson that i uh, did that everything is a lie everything is a lie yeah i mean all that you have been told is a lie the that this is the way life is supposed to be lived is a lie which we have been told um so i think that's something which i had if i had known earlier it would have been 
much more um, you know you don't go that the, the the whole rat race and then figure it out that you need to have money in the bank you need to have this you need to have that and you need to the definition of success mm-hmm. this is what it is so all the myths i think so um, so this is a there's a whole narrative that's absolutely that i think is that told this is the way to live mm-hmm. and actually if you really ask me the the, the the core of that is you're not okay is the greatest lie ever told yeah you're okay the way you are absolutely uh, yeah, so you can actually you know joyfully uh, uh, you know get better at what you are but you, you are absolutely okay you, there's nothing wrong with you right it's advertising that's told you that lie that you know something wrong with you right beautiful um role models or people who inspire you what qualities do you admire in them so the qualities that i um uh, uh, i really uh, you know look at people and these these are actual people that i one is one of one was my own mentor uh, in life and somebody who i looked up to who's he's no more but he was my boss also for the longest period of time uh, sudhakar ram uh, who was the co-founder of mastech and who was also my co-founder and partner in uh, the startup that we did uh, together so the quality that uh, the, the most beautiful quality he had is uh, he would say how wonderful to everything even when he was detected with cancer and he knew that he's not going to live he never had regrets <clears throat> he said how wonderful i mean that's so something once i remember that we had to somebody had threatened us uh, while we were doing our startup and uh, uh, as a protection we had to go to the police station because this guy was threatening us for something and we had never seen a police station none of us i mean we have never gone inside a police station had a look at it we went inside and So at the end of it, he said, "Told me, you know, Sanjay, how wonderful we actually this happened, so we could see the police station. You know, so uh, he lost his passport in the U.S. and uh, he lost his bag, and he said, 'How wonderful!' Because everything that was happening, he would have this line, and he actually genuinely in his death also, uh, because that's the true nature of a man is revealed when absolutely in that space of you know very close to your death." he never had a regret i could never sense anything that he had a regret and i think that how wonderful was the the quality that i think that sudhakar leaves uh for me to aspire to uh have that that absolute acceptance of moments in life life as it is unfolding some things go as per your plans some things don't go as per your plans some things you can control some things are absolutely out of your control to live in that space of how wonderful of whatever is actually showing up is the first thing so the second thing is not a leader or somebody big this is a story that i have shared today in my linkedin is about mr keki the parsi gentleman that i meet in starbucks after i cycle he shared two big insights with me about life and which were absolutely there actually the moment he shared those with me this is very what is due to you he said first thing you know his lived 92 years old guy who comes for a cup of coffee on his own into the starbucks i mean it's crazy why the hell does you know why do you come at 92 uh, and he's absolutely you know healthy though he 
is old, but he's absolutely healthy. He doesn't take medicines. I asked him, asked him. So he told me two things. He said, one is, what is due to you will come to you. What is not due to you, it's not meant for you. And we get so stressed with all this thing. Yeah. He's taught me this thing of, from him, from his wisdom, I could pick up this absolute beautiful uh, thing which said that, you know, this takes away so much of a struggle. Now we are constantly struggling. Why didn't I? This should have happened. This could have happened in my life. It's not meant for you. It's okay. Let it go. Yeah. And uh, just this weekend, this Sunday, he told me uh, another line, which he says, Sochne ka nahi. I asked him, what is that your secret? Kya hai? Tumara 92 years, tum kaisa aisa matlab? Uh, itna joyfully abhi bhi tum chai. You, you come in to have your coffee. He yeah. said, ka nahi. In Hindi, which means mm-hmm. don't think too much. Yeah. Basically, he doesn't. So his thing was that, you know, we, we, we make so many narratives around what happens. Somebody says something, we have our narrative behind about that yeah and we think so much and we overthink so much that either we don't do it we don't do whatever we sub- I, I, I would I over if I had overthinking I would have never created this story room yeah you know you wouldn't be sitting here and uh, podcasting you somewhere you just stuck in thinking. your head yeah so you need to just take that off because it creates so much of stress now sochneka and we get so stressed with our stories that and so these these are beautiful three insights that I've got from these. Two. There, there are many more people who have given me, like Ashank has given me the insight. Ashank Desai, the co-founder of Nastic again, the co-founder of Nascom, uh, who's a very good uh, friend and somebody who I've worked with uh, very closely. He's given me the insight of uh, that. Um, you know, he came from a tribal school. Mm-hmm. He became what he has become. I mean. The initial part of his life was in the village, absolute poverty, and no no possibility of him doing an IIT and IM and then creating an IT company as big as Mastec and then taking and making it a global company. There was absolutely no possibility. And he was here in this room about one week back, two weeks back, I think. And we had a conversation. And he's and he's his life has told me, and he's, he's, he's I got from him is that if you you can dream as big as you want. As big as you want, if you put in that and go for that vision, go for it. I mean, otherwise, just imagine somebody who's in a village to go and create something as big as this, what he created, is that needs that kind of grand vision and the belief in that you can go and create this, something like this. You know, And, and the last one that I want to leave with that, you said two, three people, and I want to leave you this, this people is because the important one is Adi Kadam. Uh, who, uh, uh, I mean, again, is somebody I've, I've worked with a lot of non-profit leaders, uh, you know, organization leaders, and Adi Kadam stands out amongst uh, the many. He's been kidnapped by terrorists almost 18 times in in Kashmir. He's He started an orphanage for girl children who are impacted by violence, uh, conflict in Kashmir, taking care of almost 300 girl children out there. The only Hindu in that entire Kupfar uh, area and the very height of terrorism. I mean, when terrorism was very high, because he had been there as a student on a social uh, visit, and then he saw this impact of this. He said, Women were getting impacted by all this. This guy goes and creates a, a you know, a, a orphanage, or I mean, one of the girls actually. When I wrote the story, she said, "Don't call it orphanage. We don't like it. So call it, uh, you know, place. Um, I don't remember exactly, but something like a place that we live." 
it's it's not uh, orphanage for us it is our home something so i actually say it's he's created a home and he's been kidnapped by terrorist out there and one guy is or I maybe mean, once the gun has been put on his head and so i asked uh, adik adik aren't you scared about going there again and again you are the only guy who goes there and you get picked up by these guys and you, your life is always under threat uh and uh, and this guy has absolutely no fear absolutely no fear he's willing to die so i asked him this question he said you know these these are my these children are my my children yeah. uh and i live for them so i'm not afraid of death i'm already dead I, and he said this statement that time it didn't strike me what does he mean by i'm already dead he had killed himself as a person so only for his purpose so he was dead his purpose was so big so find a purpose so big that you are willing to die for it there was something which i got from adik and from all the non profit founders that i have worked with i think i get from them so i'm always in that search of i'm always looking that that purpose will become so big because then there's no fear yeah. you have transcended transcended uh, the fear of even death so find a purpose if you can in your life so big that even death will not scare you you know so i think these are the few things that i picked up from people there are many if i uh, if you sit with me there's so many things that i picked up and i keep on sharing them on my linkedin but some of them that i've shared with you so powerful ah thank you for that i'm going to think about all of those again but i think i'll just leave ask you one last question if there is one takeaway that you want the audience who probably been investing the last one hour listening to us to take away what will that be be alive and that's um that's i think so uh the takeaway of whatever i have shared today is that just be alive don't die before you die and being alive is when you are dreaming when you are actually you've, you've you've not given up on your dreams uh one day you're going to die anyway but till the time you're alive be alive live every day absolutely as an expression of joy absolutely as an expression of uh, what the gift is there inside of you and sing your song whatever that song is so coming back to the point is uh, being alive is the one message be alive i think that's that's the uh, that's the one thing that i would i would want my children to remember you know if i have to leave them one message and if they watch this podcast if i you know after i've gone for example the message to them would be that be alive live your dreams i mean just don't even one day that you are not living is criminal be alive so impactful ah thank you thank you so much sanjay uh, it was such a pleasure listening to your stories and thank you so much for taking the time out to actually share this on our platform i'm sure many of our listeners are going to benefit out of it thank you thank you so much and uh, um, thank you for giving me this opportunity to be here and to speak and to sp- spread this message that comes to me 
uh, to as many people as uh, they can. And you're doing great work. And I, I'm seeing you, you are alive doing what you're doing. So just keep that joy within you. Yeah. Uh, you know, just, just spread that joy to the world. And what you're doing is exactly what I'm telling. Telling people that be alive. Yeah, yeah. We'll do our best. Thank you so much, Sanjay. Just Thank you.